All right, I'm going to keep this simple. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm Stassi Schroeder-Clark. Let's do this. Emily, I am so excited. Welcome, you guys. This is, I just realized, this is the first time ever on Straight Up with Stassi that I'm having a model, a supermodel on my podcast. Okay. Y'all, I have, yes, I have Emily DiDonato, like, holy shit, guest model, um, Maybelline model, Victoria's Secret model, Chanel model, like literally all the things, um, the aqua perfume that everyone, what was that? Armani. They're like all of us. Yes. Like you don't understand Emily, like not to make you feel bad, but you made me feel so bad about myself because your face has been so fucking perfect. No, <laughs> no you don't. You don't get it. You don't get it. And this was this was well, before I'm Botox still. and all that stuff. Like we didn't have the option to to enhance our faces. I was just like, why don't I look like this? <laughs> well, also, I was like 17 years old at the time and they're fully portraying me as like a grown woman. So anyone looking at those images and campaigns from then, I'm like, of course they feel bad for themselves because I'm doing like age rewind and like skincare for older women. And I'm like, by the way, I'm 16. So do you, there's do you that. <laughs> do you know what I looked like when I was 16 and 17? I'm surprised I, I had, had friends too, though. Did you? Because I, I wanted I wanted though. to ask you this. Okay. Be, no, I want you to, I don't mean like kind of awkward. Okay. I want to know, did you really ever go through an awkward phase? And don't, no, don't fuck with me. Don't be like, yeah, well, you know, like I kind of had acne like a little bit when I was 15. Like, no, like, were you fugly at some point? <laughs> I was fugly at some point. You know, I had such big, thick, huge, curly hair. And my parents wouldn't let me buy me a hair straightener. So I had no idea what to do with this giant hair. So picture I had humongous, frizzy, curly, wavy hair. I would try to iron it with like a real iron. Cause I would be like, mom and dad, my hair, it's like out to here. Like, please just help a girl out. They wouldn't buy me a hair straightener. I had braces for like four and a half years. Oh, that makes me feel better. I also had <laughs> Alicia, I had glasses. Um, I was vi- like a huge tomboy in the sense. And I'm not even trying to seem relatable. Like I had my, my moments of being like very awkward inside my body. Okay. And I, I was there and I was a tomboy and I played tons of sports and I, I didn't have a fashion sense. And I, I mean, obviously who the heck did in like middle school, early high school, like you're not supposed to, except now I feel like kids do cause they have the internet, but we were all like dorky and like wearing mm-hmm. blue eyeshadow and glitter all over our faces. Um, yeah. but yes, I had my moment, but then okay. when I started modeling, when I was like 17 years old, I had like professional hair and makeup and stylists making me look that way. This you know? okay. I understand, but you can't. But <laughs> there's only so much makeup and hair and all that can do. Like you have to have the perfect face to begin with. And I was just so curious because you know I felt so the way that I like started becoming like extra obsessed with you, not just like with the way that you look, was when I saw you on TikTok and I saw some of your postpartum posts, like just the fact that you talk about changes, like when you go through motherhood, all that stuff. And I was like, oh my god, I've literally never related to someone more like holy shit I can't believe a Victoria's Secret model is making me feel better about myself she literally went from making me feel horrible to making me feel not better about myself but just less alone okay and I was just well I feel like we were pregnant and postpartum at the same time and I feel like even when it's virtual you're like bonded for life with people who you're pregnant and postpartum with at the same time so we were those people I agree (laughs) so as I was watching these I was like she must have gone through an awkward phase because there's no way 
she would be this nice and charming if she was just like pretty her whole entire life. Like I fully hope my children go through awkward phases. I think it builds character. It builds a sense of humor. It builds kindness. It builds like it makes you more well-rounded, like like pretty people who've just been pretty forever. Assholes. I completely agree. I feel like it absolutely builds character and like those awkward years of like trying to figure yourself out. And then you made a TikTok about this, about like, you know, when you're postpartum and after you have your kids, you can't wait to like feel hot and amazing again. Yeah. But if you have an awkward phase, once you do get into like a groove where you like know how to do your hair and your makeup and you know how to dress, you're like, damn, I feel good. Yeah. Like, you're like I'm invincible. This all out. 100%. Yeah. You feel even better <laughs> than just the person that happened to be hot their whole entire life because you know what it's like exactly. to struggle. You know what it's like to struggle. You know what it's like to feel uncomfortable. So when you do feel good, you're like, damn, I feel good. Yes. And that is the best feeling ever. Like pre and post kids. I just remember like visiting that time when you become a woman and you're like, oh, wait, I'm like figuring this out. Like, I think I look like kind of put together now. This is yes. successful. So I am going to want to talk to you about all of the like postpartum motherhood changes that you go through in your life, like just all of the things. But before I do, can I ask you some modeling questions first? Okay. Absolutely. Of course. I'll answer okay. anything you want. I'm like, just like fascinated by like models because I grew like, we grew up like, you know, during the time in the two thousands where models were everything. They were our movie stars. Y'all were our movie Absolutely. stars. And I so those days. I do too. I do too. And so I just feel like we're, I wanted to know, did you know while you were a supermodel, I mean, you still are a supermodel, but just like during that time that yeah. you were this big of a celebrity, like, did you, were you, you know what I mean? Did you know that like women everywhere were like, holy shit, these are the, we're putting these women on our walls. We're tearing their pages out in a magazine and, and putting it on our like bulletin boards. Like, were you aware no, of that? I feel like I, no, I don't think I was aware of that because like, I mean, I think it was a big deal when I started appearing on TV because I was with Maybelline for so many years. So when I would see myself on television, and I remember at one point Maybelline did like a Super Bowl commercial and no one even told me that that was going to happen. And I was like, you didn't get paid That's for that? That's huge. No, that should have been extra well, I got bonus. But like, it should <laughs> No, but like <laughs> bonus money. <laughs> and also a heads up would have been nice. Like yeah. I'm sitting there eating my tortilla chips and I'm like, oh my God, I was in yes. a Super Bowl commercial. So you could have like um, DVR'd but... it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. But I feel like I didn't know at the time, no. But I feel like even now with TikTok and it makes me feel so old, but I feel like I'm getting even more of a feeling that people are like, you have no idea. Like I worshiped you when I was like a kid, you were all over my wall or like that commercial or whatever it might be. Like people are like, you were such a huge part of like my childhood and what I looked up to. So I feel like now I'm seeing those comments, but in the 2000s, like when, when would I hear that or see that? You, you, you know? weren't like there wasn't just some like big model friend group where you guys all had a group chat and you're like, ha, 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 ha. we're so pretty and everybody loves us. Like we're so famous. Like we can date Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, no, like there wasn't y'all didn't talk about that at photo shoots. Like, wow, look at Look how much everyone loves we us. We didn't, but you know what? I wish that we had. Because looking yeah. back now that I'm like a mom with two kids and I'm home all the time, I'm like, I should have like soaked that in a little bit more. But I was so insecure. I was really? so insecure. I was just a kid. I know. I know. I like, was. But I really was so insecure. And then, you know, as a model, when I started, when I was like 17 years old, like think about who you were when you were 17 years old. And then you're showing ugly. up to a photo shoot. <laughs> 
was not cute. I was not cute. I wasn't. Anyway, showing sorry. up to a photo shoot and it's literally like all adults around you. And they're like, they seem so much cooler and sophisticated and better than you. And I just remember being like an awkward kind of teen and being like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't know how to interact with all of these adults. So no, I wasn't being like, oh, I'm a star. I was just like, I hope I do a good job today. Like, tell me I look nice. That's so fascinating because I feel like if when I was 17 years old, if someone would have booked me on an Armani perfume commercial, okay, like knowing what I looked like and like just I would have eaten that shit up. I would have would have been like, I have arrived. I am here. Everyone bow down. Like, I'm so sorry that you didn't get to yeah, enjoy that moment. <laughs> I, I, it's funny that you're bringing this up because at, at, now that I've had kids and I feel like I'm living a much more, you know, simple, grounded lifestyle, yeah. I do reflect in my early modeling days. And I'm like, that was pretty cool. And I was doing things that like is, is never going to occur again sometimes today. Cause I like have these two wonderful children, but like, you know what I mean? And I didn't really soak it in, but like, I think the modeling industry kind of does that to you anyway. Cause you kind of never really feel like you're quite good enough or whatever it might be. So I never was like really letting it sink in. And I had like one or two girlfriends who I'm still friends with, to, with today. And we were like each other's hype women, but no one was like, we're so hot and cool. Like, let's just like run with this. Was it more, was it more competitive within with with models or was it more supportive I feel like it depends on like the brand and like who you were working for like you know for an example like I worked with Maybelline for so many years and like I walked onto that set with like I was 17 years old like a junior in high school to Adriana Lima like yeah. to me and for you too like that was shocking yeah and those girls like Adriana Lima, Christy Turlington, Julia Stegner, these were the girls who were with Maybelline were so wonderful. But I won't lie that there were certain sets that you would walk onto that there was definitely a very competitive spirit about it, which yeah. I didn't like because I'm not even saying this to sound like relatable or anything. I'm definitely more of a girl's girl. Like I want to feel like comfortable yeah. and I connect with women and I would always be like, oh, this is a tough one. Like everyone is like out to kind of like outdo each other in a way. Yeah. So there were definitely certain jobs and like, I feel like brands that like bred that type of spirit. I'll put it that way. Totally. I mean, like how... Could it not? I feel like within any industry, honestly, like there's always going to be that competition and that's just to be expected. I think I was just curious as to like how competitive was it? Like when you heard that, like, let's just say if you heard that another model got this like this Missoniad. Oh, no, she's the face of Missoniad. Were you like, fuck, I really wanted that. Like, is that how it yeah. was? I feel like that's how I'd be. Kind of. Yeah, it kind of was like that in the sense that like sometimes, especially throughout your agency, you would be up for a job and it would be like they want a brunette with blue eyes who's X, Y, and Z. And there's only like said few models maybe in your camp. So we're all up for like the same jobs. And eventually yeah. you would find out who got it. But sometimes it depends. Like sometimes with a job, if they ended up hiring like a blonde with blue eyes, I wasn't like, oh, I was kind of like, well, they wanted a blonde and like whatever. But yeah. if it was the girl with like brunette with blue eyes, who's like similar to me, I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Like I wanted that. But that's like the most of it. Like we weren't then like trolling each other or something or like bullying each other on set the next time we saw each other. <laughs> That would okay. be like so that way was more pre internet, honestly. Well, like not pre internet, pre exactly. pre social media. What was exactly. um 
I know that you like have done posts about like your experience in casting that like one time you had to fly, you flew all the way to Milan for them to just send you home because you were too big. Yeah. What? No, like the way, first of all, it's so fucked up that you were ever considered big. See, this is another thing. Growing up in the 2000s, like was maybe the most toxic time to grow up in terms of like body image and what was expected, like what we were expected to look like. Like that. I agree. That was just dark times. I'm, I'm so thankful that we're raising children in a time where so many different body types are are praised and admired and loved. But like, I can't believe you were ever considered big, but like, what is that like? Like, did you sob? How did that conversation go? Oh, yes. Oh, I sobbed. So I went all the way to Milan for this job and it was like a very big high fashion job. And I um, arrived to set and I remember that they didn't start shooting me and they did a fitting on me and no one started shooting until like noon or one o'clock, which isn't abnormal. But I remember being like, oh my gosh, there's only said amount of hours left in the day. Like, can can I going to take like two seconds? Can I ask you is was this for like a spread? Or like, no, this was for a campaign, a a fashion campaign, a very big brand. Okay. And I was like, all right, there's only so many hours left in the day. Like this is, I don't know when they're going to pull this off, but I'm here and I'm waiting and I'm sitting in a robe and I did my hair and makeup. And then I got a call from my agent and I remember I red eyed into this job. So I had all my suitcases with me, which like is a horrible thing to do, but I did it. And my agent calls me and he's just like, Hey, you can head back to your hotel. And I was like, Oh my God. What do you mean? <laughs> and by the way, the hotel was walking distance. So I just like rolled. No, no, my no. Suitcases no, the visual the like on like cobblestone streets. Stop it. Like, yes. no, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. They're like, yeah, you can just walk. It's actually super close. And then when I got back to my hotel room, my agent called me and kind of explained like, you know, it just wasn't what they were picturing for the day and the clothes weren't laying and falling the way that they liked or wanted them to. And I remember I was so upset. I cried so much. I ate everything out of the mini bar and I'm not really someone who's like a binge eater, but I think I remember I was just like so fried and so sad. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to eat everything in this mini bar and I'll probably get charged back to the brand. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, why didn't you I order? Was, I'd order everything on room service. Yeah, oh yeah. Exactly. I would have, I would have um, done a big fuck you. No, <laughs> It was so upsetting though. Like I was like, also like the amount of time burned, like that's a long way to go to go for a job and then to like send you home. And I still got paid for it though. Okay. Thank God for that. I love convenience. I talk about convenience all the time. And part of that is ordering my groceries online. Like going to the grocery store. Yeah, it's fun every once in a while. But when you think about it, they don't have that many options. And when you're looking for a certain type of food, like you don't want to just be like standing in the aisle, looking at the ingredients, taking your time while people are trying to rush past you and like move and like hit you. And like, it's just not the vibe, which is why I love Thrive Market because it makes shopping for my household so freaking easy. Let me just say that my absolute favorite thing about Thrive Market is that they have so many filters. So Let's say I'm looking for a certain type of snack for like Hartford, but I want it to be gluten free or I want something else. Any filter you can really think of, like they have filters. So then you put that in and they will only show you snacks that you know are exactly what you need for your kid. So instead of going to the grocery store and just looking at the back of everything and trying to figure it out, again, way too time consuming, you get to use filters. 
I just love being able to like go grocery shopping from the comfort of my own home. And then it's quickly shipped right to my doorstep. If something is that needs to be refrigerated or whatever like that, it comes in an insulated box. It's just so easy. Um, and now you can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash straight up for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash straight up thrivemarket.com slash straight up. I also have a really <laughs> random question. I have a really random follow-up question to what you just said. You said that you yeah. had you had just got off a red eye and you had brought your suitcases into the shoot, which is a big no-no. Why? No, meaning I got off, like, it's kind of a no-no to red eye into a job like that, I, like but, as a model. But I always was like, I don't want to like arrive to Europe and have a day to burn and then go to the shoot. But like, it's literally your job to look good. So you kind of shouldn't red eye into a job. But I was always like, I want to arrive the day of and like, just like crush it and leave. So I look probably looked horribly tired as well as oh, too okay. big. <laughs> okay. So is that maybe your worst experience that you've had in terms of like like what do you what was the mm. worst casting what's the worst casting that you went to oh the worst casting I mean I feel like notoriously the worst casting was always the Victoria's Secret fashion show casting which I went to for many years mm-hmm. How, just because I mean yeah. also you know what that casting looked like yeah, I they watched. like televised it I like yeah which is like so crazy what, no it's like so crazy now like thinking back on it that they were like yeah 100% we want the world to to see how awful we are as a brand. Like we we want everyone to see like just how much we're bullying these models and making them feel like absolute shit. Like it's crazy. But at that time, it was the norm. It was just like, you got up there, there were a million girls. And I think this was just a typically like a a very hard one for me because I wanted that job. That was one of the ones every year when it came around, like the Victoria's Secret fashion show would completely change your career and your career trajectory. So I always was like, I want that one. And you roll in, there's a million girls. They're like, wear your best like matching set of underwear. Make sure your skin's moisturized. Like I remember I would work out like three hours a day prior to that casting, which they also normally they like yeah. showed how everyone was like working Adriana out, Lima like, yeah. yeah like they, never, yeah like, it's but a I lot feel like they don't really like show stuff like that now but then they did and I'm saying that because like even for other people watching like yourself I'm like that wasn't good for anybody including myself um and yeah every year I wouldn't get it and I would just be so sad and mad because it's like, okay, like walk from here to there, like in your underwear. And like, you're trying to be like kind and friendly and like bubbly and talk to these strangers, like while you're standing there in your underwear. I mean, you know, how do you make that good? No, I know. What is the worst thing that anyone's ever said to you in a casting? Oh my gosh. I've had people say a lot of really weird things to me. Generally, I think like one of the worst things I heard someone say, he didn't say it directly to me, but I was working with a photographer who, by the way, I worked with all the time. And he said to someone right next to him, he was like, it's really hard to shoot her when she's fat like this. And I guess he was referencing that like my body, like, and it did fluctuate. I I always had fluctuated. And then one time for this job, and this was like mortifying because I was also very young. I remember I was spilling all the tea. Like I haven't even talked about some of this stuff on like, but whatever. Um, I remember one time I was young and they really wanted me to be more sexy for the job. Like they were like more sexy, more sexy, more sexy. And I was like pretty young and like maybe had never even had sex at this point, to be honest. 
And the director said exactly that. He was like, Jesus Christ, has this girl ever even had sex before? Because I was so not sexy, but there were a lot of people there and it was just like really mortifying. And I remember being like, Emily, and this guy just aired me out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like I'm traumatized for you. Like I'm like, was embarrassing. Like as a fellow, I don't know if you feel this way about yourself, but like I've always, I've never been like the sexy girl. Like that's not my, my thing. Like yeah. I, I think I'm, no. yeah, I think I'm pretty. And, and I, I, you know, I have a lot of good qualities, but like, you know, they're like this, like it's, first of all, you, in your photo shoots, you look like the sexy girl. You do a really good job of pretending, but like sexy's never been my vibe. So if I were to do a shoot where I'm like attempting to look sexy and someone said that to me, I would probably never have sex again. Like I would, that would traumatize <laughs> me to my core, you know? Yeah. I just remember being like red hot embarrassed, you know? And by the way, after someone tells you that you're really not sexy, it doesn't make inspire you 100%. to go trying to be really sexy. Exactly. Like, how are you <laughs> supposed like, to do a better oh job? God. Like, oh, well, well, now that you said that, I think I can figure it out now. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> I couldn't though. That was so embarrassing. But I think like that one and people just like, <laughs> I remember one time I can laugh about it now, by the way, because like... At the time, I couldn't, but now I can because I have enough distance from it. But like people would make small remarks, like things like, oh, my God, like you're way bigger than I thought you were going to be. Or people would be like, oh, my God, you have legs like a football player. And I would be like, because for me in the two in like 2010s being I was like a size six at that time. That was like so wild at that time. Like there weren't like plus size models really circulating like there were, but they're not in the press. And I felt like being a size six, like people were like, yikes, like we're really going to have to like make accommodations for this. And luckily I had an agent who helped with that, but it was like, people were, it wasn't the norm. And I mentioned that on TikTok recently and I got like steamrolled in the comments because people are like, being a size six is like not anything revolutionary. And I'm like, by the way, I'm an eight now. And I know it's not revolutionary. Like that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, you were speaking to your experience back then during that time. Everybody needs exactly. to calm down in the comment section. I swear to God, the comment section. You know, everyone wants us to tell our truths, tell our stories, and then they don't, you know, we do it, and then they don't fully watch the whole thing or digest everything properly, and then they have all these opinions, and it's like, see, this is why I don't tell my truth all the time, you guys. Like, It's fuck. so true. <laughs> like, Jesus. Um, And the only way to succeed on TikTok is just to make people so angry. So that works if you want to do well there. I'm like, oh, I just made everyone so mad. For real. (laughs) Um, Last, last modely question. And then we'll move move along. I swear. I'm just so fascinated by all of this. No, I'm fine. I saw one of your TikToks where you said you had to go and buy $10,000 worth of clothes in one day in Paris because you showed up to a casting in like, just like your standard you know, like jean shorts, tank top, whatever. What happened? I need to know the details of of that. (laughs) So I started modeling, like I said, when I was like 17 years old and my mom and I would go to Paris and I met with my agency there. And, you know, in Paris, they're so chic. Mm -hmm. They're so snooty in an amazing way because they like have great sense of style and all of that. But I remember I went to a casting and I was just wearing like regular, like all black, like nothing crazy. But my agency was like, this is not going to work. Like if you want to be taken seriously as a model, you need to look the part, which by the way, I don't think is like an outlandish thing 
right. to say, or like, yeah. cause as a model, like it is your job to look good. And I clearly like, didn't really know how to do that because again, I was kind of like a weird, like not in a great space and didn't know how to get dressed. Really. I knew how to dress like a teenager. And my agent took me out with my mom and we went to like galleries Lafayette and they would be like, yeah. okay, oh, like, you're going to wear this, yeah. this, 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 and pile you up. And they'd be like, if you want to, but the thing was, they'd be like, and I have my best friend, Kate Bach, who also validated this experience. She had the same agent. She's like, same exact thing. She was like, they're like, if you want to be successful, like you have to like wear designer head to toe because people can spot it. And it, it, and that is true. Meaning like a casting director, a photographer can tell if you're wearing something expensive or not, like down to the handbag, everything. So they were like, you need to dress like this. And um, me and my mom were just like from upstate New York and had no idea what we were doing. And we were just like, okay, like if that's what you think I need to do in order to be successful. And we did that. And by the way, that was the most money I had ever spent in my life on a single thing. Even still to this day, I've never spent that much in one shopping experience. Like, but yeah. I felt that that's what I needed to do to be successful. Do you Which, remember by the what way, that do you, do you, what? was not the case. I just feel like I could have looked expensive wearing like Topshop, Zara, like other things. Like there's a way to look chic and put together. It doesn't have to be head to toe designer. 100%. Do do you remember what you bought a day? Yes. And I I can't get rid of these goddamn shoes. I tried to real real them because I was like, I hate these shoes and I bought them because of this one day. You need to keep Um, them. It's like a it's like a representation of like it's of your life. They should be in a a glass box somewhere. You know, that's true. (laughs) I remember I bought like this big leather jacket these like high-waisted Fendi leggings and these like leather leggings because that was like the thing then and giant like platform Fendi shoes and the sheer like helmet laying top and that was like my model off-duty castings look. I love that for you. That's great. And I mean, a well- giant Givenchy bag, which I still use. Okay. See, there you go. It wasn't a complete waste. Yeah. Also your whole career. No. So there's that. I mean, how <laughs> exciting must that have been to be just, you know, from the U.S. as a teenager, you and your mom get sent to Paris because you're oh my god, you're scouted as a model. Like that's like what I dreamed of my whole life. No, it never happened it, for me. Part, but. <laughs> that part was epic. Like I remember my mom and I we went on our first like trip together because she would travel with me, especially yeah. when I was like 17 years old, and they flew us like business class, yeah. and we were shook. We were so shook. Like I had never even flown internationally before. I didn't even have a passport before I was a oh model. Oh my God. So you were had- spoiled right away. It's like once you fly yeah. first class to Europe, you can't fathom again how you could ever go back. Be- like, no. And I've, I've done both, obviously. But like this, the second, <laughs> yes. the, the first time I flew first class to Europe, I was like, I'm literally, I'm ruined now. I'm ruined. Now for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to do this. Otherwise, I'm just not going to (laughs) travel. Absolutely. And so we're flying business class. I remember we got there and it was like not even that great of a hotel, but there was like a buffet breakfast. And we were like, wait, we can like eat this food and like (laughs) just like put it on our room. And like, like we were so mind blown by the whole experience. And I love reflecting on those memories because like... It was just such a whirlwind. And we traveled for years together because I would bring her because sometimes they would give me like a companion ticket. So if I was going far away, they'd say, you can bring someone. And I would always bring her if I could because I'm like, I don't want to be alone in these random places. That is just so fun. Like what a life. Yeah. 
<clears throat> okay, thank you for indulging me about all the modeling it, stuff. Thank you. No, I, of course, I'm happy to talk about all that stuff. And I know people are like really interested in hearing it. And I love revisiting it because I'm, it's like fond memories, except for the ones that like aren't. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, speaking of like revisiting things. So uh, what I love so much about your TikTok is that y- y- it's like watching a supermodel go through everything that I'm going through. And you really are so fucking honest about everything. And one of the things that I saw you talk about that I personally like suffer from this is that you're like, and I don't remember exactly how you worded it, but you're like, am I now that I'm different now that I'm not a super just a supermodel anymore now that I you know I don't live in the city I live in the suburbs now that I have two kids and I'm a mom like do I have any value anymore like is my content gonna bore people like I'm not the same person I was anymore so does that mean my like I'm not interesting anymore and I suffer Mm -hmm. from this like the second that you know, I had kids. I'm like, I feel so fucking different. I feel, I don't know who I am. I have like, I have an identity crisis every day and it, it still isn't, I still can't figure out who I am. People will ask me like, so who are you now? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. The older I get, mm-hmm. the more I realize I have no idea who I am. And I get insecure that maybe my content, people don't want to see that anymore. They don't want to hear like what I have to say now, or they don't want to follow what my life is like now. They want to see me like, you know, single partying it up, like throwing a drink in someone's face and like being bitchy. And if, if, if I don't have that, then I don't have value. So sorry, I just spoke a lot about that, but clearly. No, that's (laughs) exactly how I feel. And I'm glad that you relate to that. I, I do think becoming a mom and especially for me moving to the suburbs, there's something about it that I'm like, I feel like washed up and boring. And I don't even feel like I'm allowed to participate in the conversations happening on TikTok because I'm such a bore. Me too. Um, Me too. So I have that major imposter syndrome, even with getting dressed too. Like I'm like, who am I to wear this as like a mom of two? Where am I going? Like, what am I doing? 100%. Um, So I totally have that as well. And it's something that I haven't figured out. Like, I still feel like I very much struggle with it. But also, by the way, I feel like everyone wants your take, especially like speaking about you on the experiences that you're currently going through. Like, I love when you talk about the motherhood stuff, because it's still you and like that person that we all resonated with when you were on Vanderpump Rules and like that, like evolution. But like now it's your take on this side of things and this part of your life. I love it. Well, I appreciate that. I just feel like I'm so much softer and people really Mm -hmm. love that. Like I was just really hard before and just, I was like a knife. I was like the representation of a knife, a dagger. You know what I mean? And it's just like not who I am. And I feel like I'm disappointing people when my take isn't that judgy. When I'm like, actually, I see both sides. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's also like you were a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like you were literally a kid at that time. But I, I totally understand. Like sometimes I'm like, when I'm like, no one cares about my content. All people cared about that I was like jet jet setting and like on photo shoots and getting full hair and makeup. And now I'm just like trying to survive the day with like two children. And like I, I my content and my stories, I'm like, I don't know who wants to see this. But at the at also sometimes I tell myself, I'm like, I, I, I'm allowed to participate participate in the conversation too, but figuring out even what you want to say also gets confusing because I'm like, well, what do I think is important now? What do I want to say? Like, 
is this outfit even cute? Now I have to like rethink it in this new lens. I don't know if you feel the same way. Oh no, I 100% do. And I'm so impressed that you're able to put so much content out there because I'm like, wow, like I, I get, I clam up. I'm just like, I don't know if this Mm -hmm. is worth putting out there. Like I, I don't know if this is worth making a TikTok over. Like I have this thought, but like, and then I'll just get insecure and just not do it. Move on to the next thing. Okay. Liquid IV. I mean, literally one of my favorite brands in the whole entire world. I literally drink liquid IV all day long. I drink it before bed. It's like the first thing I drink in the morning. Like I've been addicted to it for years and years. Um, It's a hydration multiplier. So in case you have never heard of liquid IV, which I find that very hard to believe, I'm just going to, I'm going to explain real fast. Okay. So like one little stick, like one little pouch of liquid IV, when you mix it with 16 ounces of water, it's like drinking twice as much water. Okay. It hydrates you twice as much. And there's three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. There's no artificial sweeteners and you have eight vitamins and nutrients. So I just feel like I'm drinking magic water all day long. And I think that's why I'm so addicted to it. They have so many different flavors. Uh, Passion fruit has always been my favorite, but while I was pregnant, they came out with sugar free. And so now I'm on this sugar free white peach kick. So I alternate, you know, between passion fruit and and the sugar-free white peach. And even right now, as we speak, I have a different one because I'm using their immunity one because I feel like I'm getting sick. So I'm drinking the tangerine immunity liquid IV. Listen, I mean, everyone needs to stay hydrated. So like, it's not just like a workouty thing. Like when you're on a plane, you get dehydrated. When you're hungover, dehydrated. Before you go to bed, after a long night of drinking, dehydrated. Like staying hydrated is very freaking important. So when you drink water, might as well be drinking twice as much water at the same time. So grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Stasi at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop superior hydration today using promo code Stasi at liquidiv.com. Like, but you really put so much out there. I try to, because I'm trying to find like this next like evolution, this next chapter of who I am and like what I want to share with the world. And I feel like having kids has also opened up this whole group of women that I connect with in Mm -hmm. such a more like more wonderful and more meaningful way. And there's so many people who are so engaged and so interested in that content specifically. But I think, I don't know if you feel this way. Sometimes it feels like a defeat to be like, well, I'm just like a mom now doing mom content. And like, I'm like, no, I'd be, be chic, be, be cool, more, be better. Cause I, <laughs> I, I know, I know. Be cool. Show that you're out at a cool place that you're wearing something cool that like you, you're lunching or that like, you know, like you're, you, you still, you still, there's still a, some version of you who you were before is still in there somewhere. Just like clawing, trying to get out. Yeah, I get it. I, I fully understand. And I think that this is, this isn't um, a model thing. This isn't a like reality yeah. star thing. This is like an every woman thing, because when you have a child, the second you see your, that positive pregnancy test, honestly, you are never the same. 
You mm-hmm. are never the same person you were before. And so many people I can say like, you know, my goal as a mom is to like, I don't want motherhood to change me. Like, I still want to be me. I still want to do the things that I do. And I'm like, I, that's great. Like, hold on to as much as you possibly can. But that's impossible. Like, everything. It's so it's like impossible. Like, n- not just the fact that like, okay, you're <clears throat> carrying a baby. So like you your body's going to change. And then like, you know, you can't really drink. So why would you go out? So the things that you do are, are going to change. But then once you have that baby, like you don't live for yourself anymore. You don't live for yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have free will really anymore. You don't sleep in anymore. You don't, like, even with help, you know, or even if your kids are in school yeah. or in daycare, there's never a moment where you stop thinking about your kids. Like, it's just your life is, is it's it's different and it's yeah I don't even know where I was just going with that I'm just I'm feeling all the feelings you no I feel the exact same way and like I think even more so with time and as my kids get older and I settle even more into the role of being a mother and what my life looks like it almost feels like the old me just gets farther and farther and farther away um so I've had like my own feelings about that also like the amount that I've changed even since the day that I got pregnant like you said my husband said something to me the other day he was like I feel like you've like been in a bad mood for two and a half years (laughs) and I was like I went through a lot like I am different I was like, listen, I know that you dated this like 20 year old supermodel who was like my biggest like thing to do for the day was to like make a vlog and go grocery shopping. And now my life is so different. And I had two kids in two years and I live in the suburbs and like everything is flipped upside down. So like the last two and a half years, yeah, I'm not like how I was then, but I'm going to need you to just get on board where yes, we're going. And, I don't know where we're going, but we're going. Yes. I think that's a really like that conversation needs to be had more because I have that with my husband too, where, where I feel like I'm not as fun as I used to be. Like I recognize that he started dating somebody and, and proposed to somebody who's a completely, it was, even when it comes down to like the frequency of like having sex, it's like, I used to like want to have sex all the time. Like I used to want to go out all the time. I was fun. I was exciting. Like now I have to schedule quite literally everything in my life. And at the end of the day, I feel just like touched out, talked out everything. Like I'm like that. I just need to decompress and, and I get insecure that I'm letting him down as his partner but then like also that's so not fair because we I agree as women have to go through so fucking much when we have children and dudes like yes I understand it's a big adjustment adjustment like 100% dads like yeah but like you have no fucking idea you have no fucking idea no idea first of all, we're living parallel lives and we're having the same conversations like with our significant others because my husband, and that's so triggering for me when he even brings up the word fun. And I'm also like, we also have to, not to like accept this level of defeat, but I'm like, I have to readjust our expectations in terms of what is fun now. Correct. Because it needs to be planned. And it's not going to be like a three day bender frolicking around. Let's like head to Montauk and let's run here. It's like, it has to be planned. It has to be more controlled. And like, what do we actually enjoy? Cause it's just, it's not going to be the same. And I don't even know if I could reach that level of fun again without like panicking and thinking about waking up with my kids the next day. This yes, I know. Fear. Uh-huh hangover. I can't parent with a hangover. I can't do it. So like, even if we have the ability to go out, I'm like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it for me to be hungover. So like, I'm not going to be as fun as I used to be. But like, it's, 
it's just so crazy how much of an identity crisis like we we as women have and it's not really spoken about it really like not no, that much I don't think it's I mean, I think that people just want to hear that like motherhood is the most wonderful, rosy mm -hmm. thing ever. And it is. It is is so wonderful. And the best thing I've ever done. But I feel like the body changes, the psychological changes, the identity changes, the career changes for me. Like it is so all encompassing that like, I just feel like I'm drowning all the time, just trying to find myself. Like I know who I am as a mother. Cause I actually think it's kind of easy to be like, I want to be here for my kids. I love the hell out of them. Like, you know, that's so clear, but everything mm -hmm. else becomes a fog, at least to me. 100%. And like, yes, I like how you just said, of course, like motherhood is actually the best thing. It was the one thing I wanted for myself. I'm so yeah. thankful that it happened to me twice. I like my favorite part of the day is when I wake up with my kids. But also I like to say that my other favorite part of the day is when they go down to sleep at night and I can be myself 100%. again. You know, like it's motherhood is just one big, giant, amazing mind fuck. Uh, so like just because we're complaining about how hard it is doesn't mean we're not obsessed with it. It's just we need to talk about how we lose ourselves and we're trying to find ourselves. and it's it, yeah it's just it's a struggle it's a struggle every day yeah i mean i don't know about for you did you feel like after you had your first did you reach a certain age with her where you felt like you were more yourself mm -hmm. or yeah i yeah no i, I did i haven't i think it was once once she turned 1 i felt like i had a better i I, well, first of all, my body like was back to, I fit in all my old clothes again. So like, I felt like, oh, I can get dressed easily without crying, you know, like, so the that best. already made me feel like part of my old self was there. And also just like at one, it feels like you can't really hurt her. Like, you know, like if she falls, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like it, it, she didn't feel as like breakable. So I just felt like we felt more confident leaving her with people. Mm -hmm. So we were able to like go off and do things. But now I don't know how you have two under two, like people who do that. Mm. Holy shit. Like at least Hartford just yeah. turned three and my other kid is four months old. Like now I feel like we're just, I just started over. It's like reset. Back oh, you're still in it to the beginning. Oh, yeah. Now like, I just started over. You're in it. So now I'm in the yeah. complaining oh. phase where it's like, yeah. holy fuck, mm -hmm. am I ever going to have a life again? Yeah. Yes. That's where I'm at. I know because I'm <laughs> at the nine month mark now, which is the farthest I've ever gotten because my I got pregnant like seven months postpartum oh my after I had my first. So nine months, I'm kind of like just slowly starting to feel a little bit. But four months is I until six months, I am a wreck, a wreck. That makes me Both feel better. That makes me feel better because I feel like, uh, okay, you know, you're yeah. very like put together and like making real sentences like I wasn't. Thank you. You know, I feel like because the first time around it was like, holy shit, it was during COVID. And so like we were just like not we couldn't really go anywhere for the most part for a while. So this pregnancy and this journey, I've I've forced myself to be like, I want to do things completely differently. I don't want to so like suffer from like having to stay home. I want to be able to work. I want to be able to do things. I want to feel like myself. I'm just rushing back into it because I'm so desperate to feel like myself again, which is also kind of fucked up. Same way. 
Right. I felt the exact same way. Like I was like, I just need to get back to everything. Yes. And the first time I feel like you're like, I need to be gentle. I need to heal. And the second time you're like, okay, on with it. Like yeah. make time pass. Like, I know the amount of people yes, being like, don't be so hard on yourself. Your body just did an amazing thing. I'm like, I shut up. I know. You I know, know what? Like back in the day, women had kids and had to go like farm or hunt for things like the next day. So like, you know, I'm not pushing myself that much. It's just, I want to, I, I, I think being emotionally and mentally happy with myself is the best thing for my kids. So if I need to push myself instead of being like, I'm just going to appreciate what my body just did. And like, that's just not me. I, I, I can't. I I feel the same exact way. And I remember I posted something like that on TikTok. Like I was like, it's okay to want to change your body. I think we've gotten like so far in another direction where it's okay to be like, I'm not super jazzed about the way that I look right now. I know my body did something absolutely epic, but I don't want to stay like this because I don't feel like myself. But I remember someone commented and said, I completely agree. Like, let me just be miserable in peace. Yes. So whenever someone's like, love yourself, I'm like, can I be miserable in peace? Just let me... Be. <laughs> yes. And let me talk about it and watch it. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. One of, one of my favorite TikToks that you did, it might have been like the first TikTok that I saw of yours was when you were like, okay, this is like my first postpartum like outfit. Like we're yeah. going out to dinner. It's like not even that big of a deal. Like it's not, it's like a, literally a casual dinner, but I have no idea what to wear. I got this Frankie shop shirt, which is Quite literally all I buy, all I wear are Frankie shop oversized button downs. Yeah. Like that's like my full wardrobe. So good. So I'm like, oh my God, already I'm like, I, I feel this. And you put it on and you're like, no, now it just looks like I'm hiding my body, which like I am, but I also don't want to look like I'm hiding my body. And you're just like, you know, like when in doubt, wear gold hoops. You're like, I don't know, yeah. is this, you were just like, it was literally like watching myself. Like that's how I try on clothes. I'm just like, this is the best i can do today. I hope this works. Like, but like, honestly, is it? I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I felt that getting the getting dressed part for me. And I think like I do hold that part of my identity, like wanting to get dressed and wanting to feel put together and fashionable. Like that is a part of like my mental health. Like me too. I know it is for some people. It sounds shallow and vapid, whatever you want to say, but I feel better when I'm pulled together. Yes. So not being able to do that easily is so upsetting to me because yes. I look at my closet with all these wonderful things and I'm like, cool, can't wear any of this. So glad yeah. about that. So let me pull out another pair of goddamn leggings and an oversized sweater. And like, that just like, it brings me down so much versus the days that, you know, when you have like a great outfit on your hair is done, your makeup done, you're like, I can do anything and I'm going to look good doing it. Yes. I talk about this all the time on my podcast, truly. Like that one of the things that I do in order to be mentally well is get dressed every day and do my hair and makeup. Like I just, I have to. So yes, with postpartum life, when you don't fit in any of your things, at least like when you're pregnant, you have the excuse <laughs> of a fucking baby in your belly. But when it's postpartum, it's that belly still and nothing that you own fits how when when you when I tie so much of like f what I look like on the outside with my my mental well-being it's impossible to be mentally well because I can't fit in anything like it's it's really hard and then I have the days where I'm like, I'm so focused on it and I'm so focused on the way that I look or how different I look. And then yeah. I'm like, God, Emily, like we got to like pull it together. We got to think about something else. We have to focus on something else. Like we have more to give the world than like yeah. this one thing. But I think when you're postpartum too, your world shrinks. 
Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like you and your baby and you're at home. So I do think like those things become really big and they feel really important. But I also think like there's also people who have a baby like two days ago and come out looking amazing. And I can't help but be like, God, I'm wildly jealous. Oh, no. 100%. One of my closest friends, Lala Kent. I'm like, what? What the fuck is wrong with you? You just had a baby. Why do you look better than I've ever looked in my entire life three days after you just had a baby? Like, we need to not be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard because everybody's different and, like, responds differently. I fully look pregnant until, like, six. I still look pregnant. <laughs> like, I'm still in it. I'm in it. No, I get it. And um, then and then I saw that another TikTok that you had made where you're like, you were actually going to an event. So, like, something where you're going to get photographed. You're going to see people. It's not just a casual dinner. And you had said something that this was me too. God, I relate to you in so many ways. You're like, I wasn't planning on going to any like official sort of like party or event until I was like fully back to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I felt. But like, it just like doesn't work that way. You end up like kind of just needing to like get out there. But I really felt that to my core. Like we are putting so much pressure on ourselves to like just get back to where we were that like we're not going to leave the house to go to a party until we're there. And it's like, that's sad, but it's honest. Mm -hmm. That's how I I felt in my brain. It's depressing as fuck. It is sad. (laughs) Yeah. Because when, if I think of someone else saying that to me, that they're missing out on like great experiences because they don't feel like they look good enough. It breaks your heart to hear someone else say that. But at the same time, I'm like, especially as a model, like models would reappear after having kids looking better than ever. Like they never had a baby. And I'm like, I look like I had a baby. Like I, I'm wearing the the suit like I'm in it (laughs) and I just felt like I wasn't allowed to look I felt like I wasn't even allowed to look super pregnant like I wasn't one of those girls who just had a bump like I gained like a full 40 pounds like it's everywhere like I was just like this isn't the way it's supposed to be done (laughs) I'm talking to but I'm like also 40 pounds is nothing (laughs) that's literally nothing I my first pregnancy granted it was COVID so we like didn't but yours was COVID too and we didn't leave the house I'm not joking over 65 pounds wow it's it's so easy though it's so easy to gain that weight it's like wild how easy it is like when people tell me like I just can't gain weight I'll tell you how fun (laughs) fatty cake cinnamon rolls like endless like like literally like i'll tell you pasta i'll tell you how you if anyone is struggling with gaining weight come to me come to me and i'll help you this pregnancy i did not weigh myself once so i and i still have not weighed myself so i have no idea what i weigh i have no idea how much i gained i when i would go to the doctor i was like don't tell me like i because i I know how it made me spiral before and I just can't do that to myself this time so now i just go by what my clothes feel like (laughs) It's so upsetting the weighing you every single time. Like it's so hard even talking about all this too, because I'm like, I've always been on a journey to try to like love my body, like where it's at and meet it where it's at. But I'm also this person who always wants to like feel better and do better and improve and like feel good in my body. And pregnancy and postpartum just throws it for such a loop. Like I don't want to sound like this like super toxic, like thin inspiration psychopath. But I also think that we've been so conditioned by like the media and society to be like, you're not supposed to look like you had a baby. I don't even think you it's, had a baby. I don't even think it's like this, like toxic, thin inspiration thing. I think it's about looking what you looked like before. 
Yeah, like, you know what I mean. That's what it is. That's it's, a good point. It's like yes. it's not like oh, we have to be super skinny and everyone has to be super skinny. It's you have to look like you didn't have a baby. Like you have to go back to what you looked like before, yes. whatever size that was. And that's what exactly. ke- keeps me up at night. That's my Roman Empire that I don't look the way that I did before. So like that's why I'm like I'm not gonna weigh myself because it's not about the numbers. It's like about I want to just fucking wear the clothes that are in my closet. <laughs> that's it. I know. I'm with you all the way. And I am so glad that we are like trauma bonded by this I know. <laughs> experience. And like, if anyone thinks that we're being toxic, it's like that, that we're being honest because I don't know no, one mom true. who doesn't think about this. I don't know one fucking mom that does not think That's about true. this. So if anyone complains, they're lying. They're lying or they haven't had a baby. <laughs> That is a very valid point. There is not a single mom that doesn't like visit this like genre of motherhood, postpartum and just wanting to feel and look like themselves again. I don't know a single one. Yes. Even the ones that like bounce back super quickly. They stressed about it too. Like everyone wants to feel like they are still themselves. That's truly what it is. You know? Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't don't mean to depress you. No, you didn't depress me. This is my my Roman Empire as well. I'm like, feel like I'm still very much in this phase of my life. And I have this conversation like daily with my husband, even outside of like the body stuff and clothes. Like I'm like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want to do. And like, you yeah. probably feel the same way, like in terms of like, you know, your background and where you started and you're kind of like carving out your own trajectory and what's next and like what yeah. you want to do and focus on and spend your time. And you're like, oh, well, I don't know. Can someone just tell me? I No, I feel that. I like actually, and that then that's the only separation that you actually have because when you work from home, working from home as a mom, granted, I have nothing to compare it to. Okay. So like, I don't, I, I don't, well, actually, no, I was a full-time mom without like before I like kind of went back to work. So like, I guess I can compare it to that. I don't know what it's like to go to work every day. I think that comes with its own, obviously its own problems, like having to ask your boss to like get off in order to be there for your kid. Like that's true. There's so many, you know, pros and cons to each thing. But when you're working at home, you can never fully like give your attention to your work because if like if I hear my baby crying or if I hear any noise or or just knowing that one of them is upstairs I I I, there's never any real separation whereas like I fantasize sometimes about going to like a full day of work somewhere leave the house get dressed up look good go somewhere do anything at all I don't care what it is but like (laughs) be able to just like not be in mom mode to just separate for a second Yes. It's so hard to separate from it. And it's like a privilege to be able to be so in the mix and choose when you want to be in the mix. But then you're also like, it would feel nice to just like, because then when you separate, you feel like you can truly be present doing whatever else you're doing. It's just too hard to be present like when you're at home with them. And then the, the, the guilt... Yes. Immense guilt. Like anytime I'm doing anything but not being with my kids, especially when I'm at home, I'm like, is this really important? Like, do mm-hmm. I really need to be doing this? And you think about it and you're like, maybe not. Like, I should cancel. I should do this. Like, I'll do it when they're sleeping. Like, it's just, it's never ending. It truly is never ending. It's like this whole thing about like everyone talking about, you know, it's we're always asked, can women have it all? Can women have it all? No one ever asks dudes that. But we're always asked. And the answer is like, yes and no. Yes. Like just like at different times in your life, like you're never going to have it all all at once. Like people who you look at and you think, wow, it looks like they have it all. Guaranteed they don't. Guaranteed there is a, a certain aspect of that person's life that is 
suffering, you know? So true. That's why with certain people, like with certain people's content, I just have to like mute it when it's too aspirational and like not realistic. I'm like, I can't, I can't consume this. It's like so upsetting and so unrealistic. (laughs) I know. I just remind myself that social media is like a fantasy. It's not like real. It's, it's like a magazine. Like, and I, I understand like people aren't going to be putting out the shitty parts of their lives all the time, like, nor should they have to like, you know, whatever. So I'm constantly reminding myself that this is not real. This is not real. This is not real. It's like, you're in a horror movie and you have to remind yourself, like when you get really scared, you're like, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. That's what I do with social media, but I can't look away. I know. I can't look away either. And then sometimes I like feel like I overcorrect and try to be like super real and honest. And then I'll look at other models content and I'm like, they're not being honest. They just look amazing and like are doing amazing things, even though they're moms. So I should be like less real and honest and just look amazing. It looks, it looks way better the way that they're doing it instead of being like honest about the, the journey of it all. No, I get it. But I really love the path that you've chosen for yourself because you have at least affected one person. And that's me. Like, you have glad. made you have made me feel comforted and you've made me laugh and you've made me feel like I had like a friend that's like going through the same thing, even though I don't know you. Well, didn't know you. So like, thank you for doing your work. You know, I, I appreciate that. that. And that is like the good and the value in it is like making people feel less alone and like whatever they're going through. That's like my main thing It's like. You're just, you're never alone in what you're going through. Like we're all going through it. It just like looks different on certain people. 100%. Um, You guys, <laughs> this was so fun. And we're going to do another hour. Yes. We're going to do another hour. Emily has a podcast remodeling um, and I'm going to go on it. I don't know which one's going to come out first. Who cares? I'm so excited to do yours. Also, where can everybody find you? You also have a skincare line. I didn't even talk about yes. that. I mean, oh, entrepreneur no, it's vibes. Okay. Um, you can find me at, at Emily DiDonato. My skincare brand is Covey Skin. If you guys want to check it out, just a super simple, minimalistic skincare routine that I live, breathe, and die by. And then I'm DiDonato Emily on TikTok and come find me. And yeah, make sure you listen to our episode over on remodeling too. We're going to talk about a lot what we talked about here, but I want to go more into your story. Okay. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here. Like seriously, thank you. Oh my God. No, thank you. I'm so glad that we did this. This is awesome. I was like so happy to see that you were like commenting on my stuff. I've been a fan for a long time and I knew we were like doing the parallel live situation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we're, we're both in it right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Soul sister. All right. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs>